2: Welcome to Football Social Daily, Sports Social's award winning Premier League podcast. If you want a podcast tackling the top talking points every weekday during the season, then this is the show for you. Hit subscribe. To stay up to date. It's been a summer of uncertainty at Manchester United, we're no closer to knowing who will be the club's owners as the takeover saga rumbles on and now with the departure of David De Gea, Eric Ten Hag is one goalkeeper light so there are problems to solve at Old Trafford but will they be sorted before the start of the new Premier League season? Uh, Just some of the questions being asked by United fans and we are joined by a United fan on today's episode of FSD to help us make sense of it all. My name's Niall and a warm welcome to the show to Old Trafford season ticket holder Nick from the United Hour podcast. All right, Nick.
0: Hi there, Niall. How are you doing?
2: I'm good and it's good to have you with us. I guess the first question is overall, how are you feeling about the summer?
0: I mean, yeah, like I say, everything is up in the air because we don't know where we're at with the takeover. We're nine months on from when the Glazers first kind of announced they might be selling. And a lot of people were kind of celebrating at that point, but maybe it looks like it was all a bit premature. Uh, You know, there's not been any news on that front for a while. So, yeah, everything's slightly in limbo. I mean, on the positive side, at least we started some of the transfer business, got Mason Mountain. As you mentioned, the goalkeeper situation is a bit up in the air, but it's looking like Onana will come in and fill that position over there. Uh, and he's somebody that Eric Ten Hag knows from his Ajax days. So, yeah, we'll take, the takeover is a thing that's dominating everything. But the biggest worry was that, you know, without the takeover, wouldn't we be doing any transfer business? And it seems like we are. So there is at least some kind of business going on in the background. So maybe it's not all gone. You know, after a good season last year, the big thing we really needed was Eric Ten Hag to be supported, to get the players in early so we can really build on what we did last year.
2: We'll talk about the goalkeeping situation in a bit more detail in a second. But I guess, is that takeover the the big source of frustration amongst United fans
0: right now? Yeah, definitely. You know, most of the chat where well, they only what I have is all about the takeover. Of course, there is some of the transfer window stuff, which always dominates the summer. But yeah, most of the chat for months and months has been about the takeover. Like I said, a lot of United fans just thought this was going to happen. It was talked about being done by Easter. Then they said, oh, maybe at the end of the season. Now everything's actually gone really quiet. You know, there's two bidders, we know, on the table. Sheikh Jassim from Qatar, Sir Jim Ratcliffe uh, from Ineos. And... All United fans have their kind of ideas about who's their preference is, but I think everybody kind of wants to move on from the Glazers. And uh, you know, I do—I slightly prefer the kind of Qatari bid option because they've been talking about clearing the debt, they've been talking about getting rid of the Glazers, investing in the stadium. But at this point, I'd happily take either over just the uncertainty and having the Glazers staying on. I mean, that is the biggest worry at the moment. That there seems an increasing chance that the Glazers might not leave at all, whereas. Everybody before was kind of thinking it's just a case of who they choose to sell out to. Now it looks like they've got various options on the table that might actually keep them in place. And that for me and many United fans is the worst case scenario. Is that why, perhaps, as you say, you're swaying
2: towards the Qatari bid? Because it would be a 100% takeover rather than we've heard some reports about the Ineos and Sir Jim Ratcliffe back bid, which may well be a, a part ownership, if you will.
0: That's the thing, like, it's not been so clear uh, exactly what Jim Ratcliffe's bid is. I think he maybe have put a few different deals on the table. From what I understand, he has actually put a deal on the table to buy out the Glazers, but it seems like a couple of the Glazer family, and there's actually six siblings who all have their own shareholdings. I think this is part of the big problem. From what I've heard, within the family, there's a lot of disagreement. Two of them want to stay, they don't want to sell. Four of them have no interest at all in being still part of Manchester. United want to sell out, so I think Sir Jim Ratcliffe maybe has put a deal on the table that allows three or four of them to sell out, and maybe two or three of them to stay on. And United fans are not that happy about that. You see a lot of kind of full sale only. There's been there was a protest just the other day at the ground and at the, towards the end of the season. I mean. I take the opinion that I would still even take that option over the biggest worry which is that the Glazers stay in to get refinancing from some hedge fund they've get from USA and that for me is the worst case that they stay in place because they've mismanaged the club for like bare minimum a decade now so many wrong decisions made about managers about transfers and yeah it's high time that we have somebody new in charge Uh, but yeah my preference is for Sheikh Jessene from Qatar because he has been pretty clear he's like I'm going to clear all the debt I only want 100 100% all the Glazers out, and I'll be investing in the stadium, which is a big thing for me. Uh, You know, people sometimes talk a bit too much about, oh, transfers, we're going to get Mbappe, we're going to get Neymar. I actually don't want any of that. You know, I think we've spent plenty of money on players over the years. It's just about making better decisions and where that money is spent rather than how much we spend. For me, it's more interesting about investing in the infrastructure. As a season ticket holder, I know that, you know, Old Trafford has not been invested in properly for years and years and years and is in dire need for some big, big investment. Talking of making the
2: right decisions when it comes to signing players, Mason Mount is the fresh face at Carrington. What have you made of the pursuit of him from Chelsea? And is that the sort of player that Manchester United need for next season?
0: Yeah, I have to be honest and say it wasn't high up on my list. Like when I was thinking about a few months ago, who do I want to get in? It wasn't somebody who was on my radar well I'm happy we got him in he's a good player he will improve our squad I see him as somebody who's like kind of good at everything but not great at anything Um, he can do you know he passes well he can finish he can cover a few different positions I think he'll probably compete with Christian Eriksen for that position over there and kind of will push him for his kind of first team place but yes it it improves the squad for sure and um, you know the main thing is that we've got him in early which is rare for us we're not always scrambling around in the transfer market bargain bin at the end of the calendar window panic buying uh, so to get somebody in early is good I mean I read the other day it's the first time we've actually had a player in in June since so Fred which was under Mourinho uh, normally we're doing our business way too late so to, uh, he'll actually be part of the pre-season tour is brilliant uh, if we can get him the goalie now to fill in that I think that will really say yeah we've done pretty well early on uh, but still for me the number one position we need to improving is up from is striker that's where we really really are lacking and
2: what sort of centre forward would you like to see because obviously we saw Valp Veghorst last season at Old Trafford who probably wasn't at the required standard to be a starting number nine under Eric Ten Hag but for no want of trying I think everyone could see that he was putting in effort just maybe didn't quite have the quality to cut it at Old Trafford so what sort of centre forward would you like to see at the club?
0: I think, yeah, I'm actually leaning towards more like kind of a fast, young centre-forward, somebody who can be around for ages. You know, there's talk about Harry Kane. He's not necessarily the one I think we should be going for at this point at his kind of age. Of course, he is the finished article. You know what you're going to get. But, yeah, we've been linked a lot to Hojland, who's a young kind of Danish up-and-coming striker. Um I do think it's a bit of a gamble because he's only had a kind of year top level himself. Um, but yeah, there seems to be a dearth of top level strikers out there at the moment. You know, several clubs need strikers. They're taking gambles on players and hoping for the best. There really isn't the big list that you used to have in the days. I mean, I really did like the look of Ivan Tony, but he's kind of written himself off for at least like half a season. Um, and then you start thinking, who else is there out there? And you start looking, oh, is somebody like Ollie Watkins ready for like a step up? Um, but yeah as I say there is a lack out there I do like the look of Victor Ossiman who's had a great season out of Napoli Um, he would be high high up on my list if we're looking at that it does seem though from the kind of rumours that Hodgland is the one that Ten Hag likes and that we're kind of bidding out at the moment Um, but yeah it is the position we need to fill and for me it should be someone younger that's why I sway away from somebody like Harry Kane I think it's interesting that
2: you make that point Nick you want a younger striker because I'm just trying to rack my brains of the centre forwards that Manchester United have paid money for or took on loan or brought in on a free in recent seasons and I'm thinking Cavani who was seasoned when he came in Ibrahimovic who was excellent but was also at the wrong end of his career in terms of age Uh, there's so many different examples you know Falcao that didn't work I'm going back a few years now obviously but three there just off the top of my head so I guess That's something Eric Ten Hag will be saying to those people in charge of transfers at the club. Eric Ten Hag will be saying, get me younger players, hungrier players, rather than people who are maybe a little bit too old for it.
0: Yeah, and you know, still...
2: Zlatan did a good job
0: for us. Cavani did a good job for us when he was fit, which wasn't enough, unfortunately. Uh, Ronaldo, I don't want to talk about because <laughs> we smoke about him way too much in our podcast for years and years. But yeah, we have tended to be bringing in these stop gaps, And that's why I actually fully expected somebody like Benzema to show up at <laughs> Old Trafford this summer if we'd continue that kind of trend. Uh, thankfully, it looks like we're not going that way. I mean, what? I would not be upset if we brought in Harry Kane. How could you be? He's absolutely the finished article... He's going for that kind of Premier League record. But I think he's kind of slightly past his best I would be more looking at that younger option who's going to come and cement himself for years in our team than coming over there so yeah it's not really the one I think it's not the right time and especially because I'm sure that Levy will be asking an absolute ridiculous amount of money for him uh, so yeah it'll be interesting to often. like I said I would not be against it but that might be the kind of transfer that waits for our takeover we've obviously got some kind of budget and we spent some of it on Mount I think there's was enough for a goalie I think to really push the boat out out and start talking about a real like star signing like Harry Kane. I think it probably is going to need the takeover to go through. Um, but yeah, I'm at least pleased, like I said, that the whole of our transfer business is not on hold waiting for this takeover. And there is kind of some business going on there. And uh, if Eric Tanner can get a second player in before we fly out to USA for pre season, we have to be like pretty happy for that. And then yeah, it's just that striker option that needs to still be filled.
1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: You've already referenced it in the chat we've had, and that's the goalkeeper position. David De Gea leaves after 12 years as Manchester United's goalkeeper the majority of the time as the number one. He leaves with 147 Premier League clean sheets under his belt. No doubt a legend of the club, a legend of the Premier League. But was it the right decision for you that he leaves?
0: I think it is the right time for him to leave. I think it was done in the wrong way. I think it should have been announced earlier. He should have had an Old traffic send-off. He should be getting a testimonial. As I say, we've had so many great years from him. Uh, he's actually joint with Ronaldo for getting the most Man United Player of the Year awards on four. Uh, Ronaldo and David De Gea are the only players who've ever had four of these awards kind of internally so yeah it kind of shows you know what level he is at and yeah he was absolutely brilliant for us back in the day he's that last link to the last time we won the Premier League under Sir Alex Ferguson uh, you know this summer Phil Jones and David De Gea are moving on and they were the last kind of two who still like gave us that memories from over there but in a way I think it's good it's, it is time to move on from that we can't be talking about what was happening a decade ago Uh you know it Eric Ten Hag era is here. I think it is time for some fresh players. We're looking at Andre Onana, who went Ten Hag knows from Ajax. Uh, I have seen a bit of him. He seemed a bit of a crazy character, so it does worry me slightly. But I think the big difference is, is that he's very good with his feet. And that was the problem with De Gea, where we know he was an excellent shop stopper for years and years and years. But maybe he didn't quite he wasn't that modern goalie who was playing with his feet starting from the back his distribution wasn't good there's was quite a few mistakes this season that he can be put down to him. and I think Eric Ten Hag lost a bit of faith in David De Gea right at the end of the season some really high profile mistakes versus Sevilla in the Europa League and the FA Cup final as well a lot of blame maybe for the second goal I think it was at that point that maybe he kind of lost some faith so I do think it is the right time I'd actually even be saying maybe one or two years ago Go, that we needed to move on in the goalie position uh, you know Dean Henderson was there I did think he was going to maybe get more of a crack at being our number one and we've got our first pre-season game tomorrow against Leeds United and I would expect that Dean Henderson may well start that, so don't know whether he's still being given a chance to resurrect his United career, I think more likely we get somebody like Onana in and Henderson is sold, but uh, tomorrow it will, has to be Heaton or Henderson who start the game there, um, but yeah as I say, I do think it's the right time to move on I just think it could have been done better and it's a shame that De Gea doesn't get the proper send-off that he was entitled to. Just a final one from
2: me then, Nick. This time last year, Erik Ten Hag was fresh, the new manager at Manchester United, going into his first pre-season with the club. And he ended up getting Manchester United a trophy to another cup final and finishing in the top four, guaranteeing a Champions League spot. So I think we can all agree a very positive and productive season for the manager's first term in charge of the club. What are you expecting from this upcoming season? Are you expecting something similar?
0: Yeah, I guess it's just about solidifying that position. Uh, You know, we did our kind of end of season podcast a couple of weeks ago. I gave a kind of 8 out of 10 rating for 10 hearts this season. Like I say, the minimum expectation was top four and getting in the Champions League. To add a cup to that and another final even took it like one level higher. I mean, next season, you just want to see a bit more progress that we can maybe get a bit closer to challenging for the title. I think it might be a season too early to be expecting a Real title challenge uh, We want to see us Going a bit further In Champions League And it's just about Solidifying that Getting a second year In the Top four Being up there You know There's been too many times Too many false scorns On whether it's Under Maria van Hal, Whether it's under Jose Mourinho Where they have come in And had a good first season And then it's kind of fallen apart Season number two uh, You know Only Gunnar Solskjaer Had a lot of criticism But he has been The only manager Post Alex Ferguson Who finished top four Two seasons in a row Uh, So yeah, we need to be getting back to that at the bare minimum we should be finishing in the Champions League places and then it's just about, like I say, getting closer to that top spot, going a bit further in Europe and yeah, not being so far behind. And also a bit of progression in play. I think Eric Ten Hag went quite practical this year. He did what he could with the squad he had. I think we need to move on a bit more and start dominating games rather than maybe be trying to hit people on the transition. So, yeah, a bit more about the actual just play and see where we're at and how the team progresses from there. And like I say, if we get in a goalie who can play from the back, it should
2: all start from there. Well, Nick, it's been great to hear your thoughts. As an Old Trafford season ticket holder, Nick's from the United Hour podcast, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. It is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Pleasure to have you on the show. And no doubt you'll be talking about, hopefully, some more new signings on the podcast in the next few weeks
0: yeah hopefully yeah we'll be doing the next podcast actually tonight all about the transfers and then yeah waiting for some ownership news to kind of do that and uh, yeah this summer we've got a couple of features on the women's team planned as well uh, so yeah and then pre-season's already kicking off so we're already there and ready to start reporting on the new season
2: football social daily is a voice work sport production for the sport social podcast network